Welcome to a special holiday edition of TribCast, the flagship podcast of the Lacrosse Tribune. Today we'll have some Tribune staffers discussing the Netflix movie The Princess Switch. I am Jordan Fayan, city government reporter and Netflix movie addict. I'm Avery Weirs, copy editor, Netflix movie skeptic. I'm Emily Pyrick, reporter and dog lover. I am Jennifer Liu, environmental reporter, and we all decided to watch The Princess Switch together. And it was delightful. That's a word. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you were the one who suggested this delightful holiday film. Uh, you want to give us a brief overview of the of the plot? So what happens is this baker in Chicago named Stacy, named Stacy, named Vanessa Hudgens, played by Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> so we may just call her Vanessa at some point because we don't care all that much about Stacy, but we care a lot about Vanessa Hudgens. That's accurate. <laughs> so Stacy, Stacy runs a bakery in Chicago, and she is recently, sort of. Recently, broke it up with a very boring man named Paul. She's still depressed about it because it's Christmas and she doesn't want to be alone on Christmas. Because, let's face it, who wants to be alone on Christmas? She's sad and lonely despite running this bakery with her best friend, Kevin, of, Kevin of 12 years, and who has an adorable daughter who plays significantly into the plot. Stacy runs this bakery with Kevin. She is a gritty baker from Chicago. Which we know because she always wears a hat that says Chicago. That's right. And basically the movie runs as if you trained a neural network to generate a (laughs) Christmas-themed film. So it does everything from, like, Christmas trees to... So many Christmas trees. mistletoe. (laughs) Random street performances of the Nutcracker. That's right. In what appears to be a Christmas-themed country in Europe. It's a... It culminates in a baking contest of some sort, but there are really no stakes in this movie. There's no plot. Things just happen to the character. I disagree. There are stakes. The stakes are true love at Christmas, which we're supposed to believe happens after two days. Is it even love, though, when they're deceiving the male interests who aren't very interesting? I don't remember their names. The men don't matter. The point is Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens are very happy at the end of this film. Thankfully, they make it through the help of... The Magic Christmas Man, who might be Santa, might not be Santa, we'll never know. He just pops up. There's no explanation for him. He transcends time and location, and people see him everywhere, and yet they don't realize it's the same man. It's the doctor. (laughs) That would make more sense than any explanation the movie has to offer. Instead, it's just a magical old man who shows up anytime an adult is having reasonable doubts about the situation. If Kevin is thinking, huh, weird that my best friend of 12 years is suddenly acting weird, Magic Christmas Man shows up and says, isn't Christmas special? It gives people opportunities to try new things. And Kevin's like, okay. Okay. I really do love my best friend of 12 years who's acting strange. Now that she's changed her entire personality, I think we're in love. Wait, so Jordan, you really like this movie. Yes. And you know what the neural networks got right. Like, why did this work for you? It has all of my favorite things about Christmas movies. It has a precocious 10-year-old girl who knows everything that happens. Like, she has never once deceived by the switch when these two women swap. 
She realizes the switch took place immediately, and she's just cool with it. She, uh, you cannot fool her, but there she are no st- super into lying, yeah, there are no so st- she'll go along with there it. There are no stakes to failing to deceive her. So she's like the ideal audience. You just kind of go with go it. Go with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's the audience proxy here. <laughs> we just want Stacy and Kevin and Edward and Margaret, who is also Vanessa Hudgens, to be happy. Okay, let's clarify the plot here, because I think we've lost the thread a little bit. <laughs> so, Vanessa Hudgens as Stacy, in order to break out of her Christmas slump, agrees to go to this Christmas-themed country somewhere in Europe to participate in a baking competition. When there, she runs into Vanessa Hudgens playing Margaret, the stuck-up, yet, I don't know, spontaneous. adventurous, spontaneous Duchess of a separate small European country we've never heard of who is about to enter into an arranged marriage with Edward, the most boring prince in history, and convinces Stacy to switch places with her for two whole days so she can experience life as a normal girl. She uses those words exactly. Because that's a thing people say. I just want to learn how to be normal. <laughs> now, what does she think is a normal thing that girls do that she could not do as a fancy-smancy duchess? Because her agenda is... Not very exciting, let's be Based honest. on what she actually does, normal girls burn breakfast, <laughs> have snowball fights, take pictures with Santa, and we're struggling here, because what else does she do? Go toy shopping. Okay. And go toy shopping. Oh, she and does... she watches a Netflix movie on the couch. <laughs> and cries. That's Netflix Inception, because it's last year's it's Netflix, Netflix movie. Christmas movie. It's a Netflix movie inside a Netflix movie. <laughs> this isn't a marketing ploy at all. I'm convinced. So let's talk a little bit about the classic vignette where they're exchanging outfits, practicing walking and talking, and some, for some reason, memorizing like 400 years back in the family tree, but not discussing... Of the fiancé, not of the woman that Stacy's pretending to be. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, this feels very parent trappy, but also very Princess Diaries-ish. Princess Diaries-esque. Yes. Insofar as Stacy gets to become a princess and gets a really ugly royal haircut and a royal wardrobe. And The wardrobe is fantastic. Actually, that is the most realistic part of this whole movie. She becomes a princess, gets and the, opens the closet, and goes straight to the hats. And yet, in public, <laughs> only ever wears outfits that you would expect to see Queen Elizabeth II wearing today. Boxy dresses in horrible colors. No, she looked pretty awesome. Vanessa Hudgens That's a, looked great in that ball gown. Only Vanessa Hudgens only could in the pull ball off gown. most of <laughs> Were these. Were there looks. like five ball gowns? There was only two ball gowns. Everything else was some sort of weird dress suit in Barbie pink. It was very unfortunate. <laughs> Deeply unfortunate. I'd like to know what's at all redeeming about this prince. His attractiveness is not there. His intelligence is not there. <laughs> he, he has no redeeming qualities in my mind. Whereas her other former baking partner or current baking partner at least shows some personality. And, and looks very good without a shirt. <laughs> Which is a plus. Admittedly, it's a, it's a plus. There aren't a lot of pluses for either of these men. Both of them are very easily duped. Neither of them seems to have any interests outside of the women involved. Uh, but at least, yeah, Kevin looks good with a shirt off. We cannot say that about Edward. He has the most boring face I have ever seen. I could not remember what he looked like when he was not on screen. I don't think they're the point. 
No, it's very clear that the men are not the point in this movie. Vanessa Hudgens finding happiness is the Twice. point in this movie. Twice. Yes. They offer to take her to this baking competition in the fake European country, and she runs a bakery. Presumably, Christmas is sort of busy for her. Making cookies, selling cookies, kind of important for your livelihood. It's not evident at any point that there are other workers in this bakery besides her and Kevin. She says the words, it's Christmas, we can't just close down on last minute and leave town. And then they do precisely that, because... Because the 10-year-old said so. And Magic Christmas Man showed up and told Vanessa Hudgens that life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah, things just happen to them. All this character, the character arc is just external. They go through the motions. Yeah, we're told at the beginning that Stacy is a, a list maker, a planner, and then she immediately throws all her lists and plans out the window to go to a foreign baking competition. And pretend to be somebody else. Sure. That seems like something a person who cares about lists and plans would do. What's interesting about this film is that there's no drama involving the reveal. The reveal takes about two seconds. Neither of the love interests seem at all confused or put upon. And yet there are two other villains that are also very minor. We have the baking competitor, who is the stock, tall, thin, redhead with the mean-looking face. And then we have the evil butler, butler who likes to spy on Vanessa Hudgens and try to break up her relationship up with her the relationship prince by revealing her identity. And Neither. yet, by the end, both of these villains seem perfectly happy with the outcome. They're like, "It's Christmas. I guess I can give up my entire motivation exactly. for this entire film." Everyone should watch this. No movie. one should watch this movie. If you like Lifetime movies, you should watch this movie. If you do not like Lifetime movies, I would pass. But there are better Lifetime movies. If you're looking for murder and drama, this is not your movie. If you loved High School Musical but wish it had less drama and more Vanessa Hudgens and zero singing, this is your movie? This movie could have been better with singing. Because then you will stop thinking there's no plot. I To be fair, there is some piano playing. That does not count. That is insufficient. (laughs) The joy of a musical is that it lets you suspend disbelief in a way that you don't normally, because if this is a world where people will randomly burst into song to explore, express their feelings, then I can believe just about anything that happens. If that does not happen in this movie, there is no way I am believing that in 2018, the royal families of two small European countries are entering into arranged marriages that for some reason are totally fine with that marriage breaking up because the prince fell in love with a rando baker after two days. None of this makes any sense, Jordan. It's romantic. I think we have a, <laughs> I think we have very different understandings of romance. And that is the fundamental problem with this movie. If you're in Jordan's camp and you believe in Christmas magic and love at second sight, maybe... I would say third. I mean, really. It took him a couple. The prince falls in love with her when she convinces him not to be sexist. (laughs) Oh, yes. This is also something that occurs in this entirely realistic film. The prince takes Stacy as Margaret on a horseback ride through the snowy countryside, tells her that women shouldn't worry about politics. Because they have a wedding to plan. (laughs) She chews him out for... 30 seconds, and suddenly he's not a sexist anymore. It's just fixed. (laughs) If only real life were that easy to fix. Maybe that's the real joy of these Christmas movies. 
is that it's people who don't have any real problems solving what small problems they do with just, like, a dash of Christmas magic. Looking and a, fabulous the whole time. Yes, beautiful people with yes. minor problems. <laughs> yes! Thank you! That is why I love this movie. It's, it's beautiful people with minor problems being ridiculous in beautiful clothing. In a country where it is always Christmas. And there is a Christmas tree on every corner, in every room. No joke, the little girl, the 10-year-old, Olivia, has a Christmas tree in her bedroom. So does, uh, so does Stacy, or Margaret as Stacy. They probably export Christmas trees. It's like their gross domestic product. I don't know. I, I would imagine that their gross domestic product consists entirely of, like, Christmas trees and candy canes, maybe? And ballet dancers. And ballet dancers who only ever perform the Nutcracker. But not to actual Nutcracker choreography. Fair point. <laughs> they just say they're performing the Nutcracker. I thought you were going to tell us a little bit about the inside scoop on what is wrong with their baking, specifically. Oh, okay. The baking competition. So... Um, the evil competitor decides to sabotage them by clipping the cords to their mixers, blenders, and other electronic devices. Nobody seems to notice that the cord is cut, even though it's clearly hanging over the side and chopped off in the center. <laughs> and it's not until about four hours into the five-hour competition that they realize they have no cords, even though they've already managed to bake what appears to be an eight-layer cake <laughs> and probably a good 20 pounds of buttercream frosting, both of which would be impossible to do without the assistance of a mixer. They just have incredible forearm they, strength and have been, <laughs> have been beating by hand incessantly for four hours. The only hours. time she ever feels like she needs any sort of mixing or blending device is to crush some berries, which is probably the easiest thing to do by hand. Her arm is tired after beating all that buttercream frosting yeah. by hand. And if you look at some of the competitors' cakes, you've got three balancing spheres that are defying gravity, and I kind of doubt that they would be able to accomplish that, plus the fondant, the baking and cooling time, <laughs> all within that five-hour stretch of time. It just, it would be really hard to accomplish. I, I, I like Stacy very much, but her cake is garbage compared to everybody else's. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> also, what do they win at the competition? It is not clear. <laughs> They get a medal and a attaboy. And the switch back to their respective lives happens before the competition, so there are no added stakes. Right, so it's not as though they're going to reveal their identity or ruin, ruin somebody's yeah. life by messing up a cake. None of this is none of this matters. It it's just, just we're just throwing it in here to grab any stray Great British Baking Contest fans who might have been on the fence about watching this movie. Well, they had to get her to the European country somehow. And they can't say, oh, she's coming for the competition, and then not have her go to the competition. Couldn't they, though? Couldn't they have her miss the competition? No, no. one. No one cares about the competition. But that's where the reveal happens, so... I think we all agree the reveal was low-key enough it could have happened literally anywhere. Agreed. Mm. It basically consisted of, oh, you look like me. I look like you. Because we switched places. And I took off my large sunglasses. Yes. Let me reveal my enormous sunglasses to show we are both Vanessa Hudgens. Let's swap, make out with our respective dudes, and call it a day. Oh, and how did the genetics work again for this twin... I don't know. What's the word? Uh, they ended up twins. Identical twins. 
because Margaret's great-grandmother's cousin Cecil ran off with a, quote, vulgar American divorcee. (laughs) Because that's how genetics work. (laughs) Sure. It's true. Again, if all of this were happening in song, I would not question this for a moment. But they are asking me to swallow this with no musical numbers, no fun choreographed dance sequences. I can't do it. I just can't. I vote they name their first child Cecil in honor of this magical ending. Well, they might make a sequel. Seconded. The Christmas Cecil? (laughs) The baby switch? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure how how we... sequel this because at the very end they flash forward a year and show that they do in fact get married and everyone is happy. Spoiler alert. Kevin and Margaret aren't married yet. They could have a sequel. Margaret catches the bouquet. Spoilers. (laughs) Not that there's anything to spoil. I don't think anyone had exactly what's going to happen in this movie five minutes before it happens. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Nothing matters. Tagline for this movie. (laughs) So would we recommend this movie? Yes! And if you don't, what would you recommend instead? Well, Jordan's already said yes. Jordan has... This this is peak Christmas movie for Jordan. Just watch this, and then a Christmas Prince, and this one again. (laughs) If you hate yourself. Okay, let's go with Emily's uh, letter grade. What would you give it? I'm going to go with C. That's generous. <laughs> well, it's if you are looking for a Christmas movie that requires no concentration, that you just can kind of like lay down on the couch with the dog with and zone out to, then this is what you're looking for. If you're looking for a satisfying plot and realistic <laughs> characters, pass. But I don't think anyone goes into a Netflix Christmas movie looking for a plot and drama. Fair enough. Letter grade. If we're going letter grade, this gets an F in my book. I'm sorry, everyone. I cannot recommend this to anyone except maybe a six-year-old girl whose only dream in life is to be a princess. I think you should give six-year-old girls more credit. This is actually fun to watch in a group and kind of just laugh and comment the whole way through. Fair enough. If you want to make vicious fun of of a movie, this is your movie. If you want an actual Christmas movie involving strange circumstances, mistaken identity, love, and Chicago. Go watch while you were sleeping. It's a much, it's a much better experience. Sandra Bullock is charming and perfect and very relatable as an underachieving 20-something living alone with her cat. Second that. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Well, clearly we need, to, we need to do some more Christmas watching. I'm going to give it an A because this is a movie that knows exactly what it is. It delivers... And it's just happy. (laughs) Everyone gets a medal for participating. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to our review of The Princess Switch. You can watch it on Netflix, or if you uh, agree with the rest of the people on this podcast, you could just not watch it. I don't recommend that. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening to Tribecast. We will be back in the new year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.